Welcome to Rama for Today. I'm not going to contribute to the downfall of anybody. I tell folks all the time I wouldn't even deny it if they told on me that they killed my grandma. I wouldn't even take time to deny it. I'm just going to keep praising God and worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. And going on enjoying the blessings of God and let folks say what they want to and do what they want to. Amen. Love is the best way and it's our way. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, Love, the Way to Victory by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. Well, in the process of time, I had the opportunity to do so. He, he was also a carpenter, and he didn't have any meetings or anything, and so he built a house. And those days we had a lot of papering, and so he wanted to, but there's no paper hanging there, just after the war, just after World War II. And I said to him, I'll, I'll canvas and paper your house for you. I was fully equipped to do that. And so I canvassed and papered his whole house. When I got to, he said, how much do I owe you? I said, you don't owe me anything. The Lord told me to give it to you. And he and his wife broke down and began to cry. And said, Brother Hagin, uh, uh, well, we want you to know one thing. See, you knew I knew he visited all these. We want you to know you never did, we never did speak against you. I said, I know you didn't. You didn't have anything to speak against me about. But I said, dear brother, sister, did you ever stop to think about it? I'm pastor of the church. When you spoke against the church, then you're speaking against me because I'm pastor of the church. God put me there. I know God put me there. Well, we were just wrong. Would you forgive us? I said, sure. Would. Now, we didn't, we didn't get into your tithe. I said, well, all of these folks... Uh, and I mentioned some of them, have never since I've been there ever put a dime into the church. Oh, he said, well, I guess they gave their money to us, I, but said they didn't tell us it was their tithes. I said, well, that's what it was. But don't let that bother you. If they weren't going to put them in a church, I'd rather them give them to you or give them to somebody anyway. Don't let that bother you at all. Now, before you all leave, because they sold us out early, come back up there and preach in the church. Oh, no, we're not going. They don't like us. I said, I know better. I wouldn't even let that half that didn't like him talk against him. If they started, I'd stop them and say, no, no, you don't speak against him. You know, uh, when Saul was backslidden, David wouldn't harm him. David said, touch not mine anointed, do my holy prophets no harm. And I said, come on back up there and preach. I said, in, in fact, I built up goodwill in the people that didn't like him. I, I built up goodwill to them. And, and, and you see, we're to be peacemakers. Love's a peacemaker. So I persisted, and both of them came back up there and preached. He preached in the morning, she preached at night. So I said to him, and, and, uh, and he said to him, when he got up, he said, folks, I want all of you to forgive me. I've been wrong. Now, wasn't that a whole lot better? Praise God, love wins. Love never fails. I've been wrong. I was wrong. I want everybody to know I was wrong. And I want you all to forgive me. I, I said God couldn't bless the church. I ought to still be here, Pastor. I thought that, but I, it's probably my own thinking. He said, after all, I see here God's a blessing. The church is full. It was never full when I was here. It was never full when I was pastor here over a three-year period. The church is full. I'm glad of it. I want everybody to know that I'm thrilled with what God's doing. Love wins. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. 
Well, they didn't get out of the ministry. They went on to build a church in another place eventually and to be blessed. That's a whole lot better. I'm not going to contribute to the downfall of anybody. I tell folks all the time, I wouldn't even deny it if they told on me that I killed my grandma. I wouldn't even take time to deny it. I'm just going to keep praising God and worshiping the Lord. Hallelujah. And going on enjoying the blessings of God and let folks say what they want to and do what they want to. Amen. Amen. Love is the best way and it's our way. Now here's a verse over here. And while I'm talking, why don't you turn back over to 1 John. The first epistle of John, real quickly. First epistle of John. I want you to see something that maybe you've seen, maybe you haven't seen before. But here, we, we read this 14th verse, you know, where he said, we know that we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. He goes on talking about love in this third chapter. And in this fourth chapter, he talks about love. He talks about being made perfect love. In the 18th verse, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. You see, love is a fruit of the Spirit, the very first fruit of the Spirit that shows up in our born again spirit. And uh, fruit can grow. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice this. Look at the 16th verse of this fourth chapter of 1 John. And we have known, we have known, and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love but perfect love casteth out fear, for fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Hallelujah. Now I want you to notice this, this very fact. That we not only believe in God, but we believe in love. Hallelujah. Do you believe in love? Well, practice it then. Practice it. Because that's the only thing that's going to win out in the end. It'll look like sometimes it's not winning. Love, as we said before, reading there from, from Romans, worketh no ill to his neighbor. No ill, any shape, form, or fashion. If you're going to walk in health, if your faith's going to work, and remember there's a scripture that said, faith worketh by love. Then if you're not in love, your faith won't work. If my faith and prayers didn't work, this would be the first place that I'd look. I tell folks teaching constantly, you go through the four Gospels and seek the Scriptures out, write them down, that Jesus said relative to faith, and this is the only hindrance he ever mentioned. That doesn't mean there are not other hindrances, but that means he warned us where the greatest danger was. 
Amen. I remember my wife and I were holding a meeting in the western part of the United States. And there was a young couple there. They're, they're ministers. Both of them are ordained ministers, actually, with their full gospel denomination. They're not pastors of the church. They're just going to this church. We had met them before preaching conventions for that particular full gospel denomination. They invited us out. We went to eat with them, have a little sandwich after church. And she said to me, Brother Hagin, you've got me all confused. Well, I said, no, I haven't got you confused. You're just confused before I got here. <laughs> the Word of God just showed it up. The light of God's Word. But what's the matter? Well, said, you quoted the Scripture tonight in my message. Uh, and, and you'll find that the 15th verse. We read the 14th verse of 1 John 3. The 15th verse said, He that hateth his brother is a murderer. You know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. And when I quoted that, the Spirit of God inspired me to stop and say, That means mother-in-law too. I said, well, I said it. I'll plead guilty. I sure did. What's your problem? She said, I hate my mother-in-law. Now, here's an ordained minister of the gospel, but I hate my mother-in-law. Well, I said, if you do, you're a murderer. You don't have eternal life abiding in you. Well, I was born in a full gospel parsonage. Her parents were pastor of a full gospel church, brought up in the full gospel parsonage, graduated from school, went to Bible school, one of the best Bible schools in the land of the day. There she met her husband. I said, I don't care how many schools you graduated from. If you hate your mother, I knew she really didn't. But I've got to get her located so she can see herself. I said, if you really do, then you're a murderer. But I said, I saw I just about had her. You know, she, she's about out. She don't know what. I said, look right across the table. She sat right across from me. Look me in the eye and say, I hate my mother-in-law. And at the same time, check down here in your spirit. See, the Bible didn't say the love of God shed abroad in our heads. It said it shed abroad in our hearts. Check down here your heart, in this case, is your spirit. Check down here, see what happens. So she looked across the table right in my eye and said, I hate my mother-in-law. I said, what happened in there? She said, there's something down there scratching me. I said, I know it. That's the love of God down there trying to get your attention, trying to constrain you. You won't listen to it. What she had done, listen to her head. Listen to her flesh. Well, she said, what am I going to do? I said, you're going to act just like you would if you did love your mother-in-law because you do. Amen. You're going to act just like you would if you did love your mother-in-law because you do love her. That's what you're going to do. That's the way out of the situation. Well, we learned then that there, they had three children. The youngest one, when it was two years old, a little better, began to have epileptic seizures. They had taken it to one of the leading specialists in the world and said it's the worst case they'd ever seen, 38 years of practice. They're trying to believe God for the healing. So she phoned a motel to see if we on the way to church would stop by and pray with her because the child's going into the preliminary attack. And so we got in the car. I said, yes, we'll go because the Lord told me to. And so we got in the car. My wife and I are sitting in front. Nobody's in the back seat. But it's just as real to me as though somebody's sitting back there. I know it couldn't have been audible, yet it's, that's how real it was to me because my wife would have heard it. if it had been audible she didn't hear anything. But I heard these words like somebody sat in the back saying, don't pray for the child. Don't lay your hand on the child. When you get there, say to the mother, under the old covenant, I said to Israel, walk in my statutes and keep my commandments. Do that which is right in my sight and I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. And the number of your days you'll fulfill paraphrasing that in New Testament language, New Covenant language, I said a new commandment I give you. 
that you'll love one another. And if you walk in my commandment of love and keep my statue of love and do that which is pleasing in my sight, which is to walk in love one toward another, I'll take sickness away from the midst of you and the number of your days you'll fulfill. Say to the mother, mother, say to Satan, Satan, I'm walking in love. Take your hand off of my child. I didn't get those words out of my mouth till she turned and pointed to that child in the beginning of this seizure and said, Satan, I'm walking in love. Take your hand off of my child. Fast, you snap your finger, the child's all right. Just perfect, all right. Perfect, all right. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. If you would like to get the book, Listen to Your Heart, and then we got along with it, uh, love the way to victory. My dad's uh, uh, three CDs. CDs yes. On a, I'm talking on love. Uh, this is normally twenty nine ninety five, but it's nineteen ninety five. And uh, actually, you can uh, the book has uh, questions at the end of each chapter, and you uh, and, and actually these uh, these things uh, people are doing them in small groups. Yes. Uh, uh, so there's uh, people are getting together just in their home, a couple of couples, or a couple, three or four couples, and they're going they're through this. Bible it, study with them. A Bible study. Uh, hey, but if, if you want to stay up with us, hey, go to your phone right now. And it's $19.95, normally $29.95, $10 savings. So go right now and get a hold of that. Call now and get this dynamic special offer. Don't delay. Call today. 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for more of this series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.